Hello there. We're Vincent Elliott McNally. Yes, the great-great-grandsons of map-making mogul Rand McNally. And we'll be your hosts and tour guides on a trip across America, one small town at a time. In the spirit of our great-great-grandfather, we're traveling the country writing the family's first almanac in over 50 years. Towns and Country, the McNally Brothers' comprehensive guide to small-town America. Each week we'll be in a new town, and after getting to know the place and the people, we'll tell you, the listener, all there is to know. In a show we call These Parts, a podcast putting towns on the map. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of These Parts. I'm Vince McNally, and not with me this week, as he is almost every week, is my brother, Elliot McNally. Elliot took his one vacation day that each of us get a year to stay behind in Springfield. If you guys listen to that episode, you know he's a real Simpsons head, and Springfield is sort of a Simpsons mecca. Uh, he stayed behind to, as I quote, investigate the truth behind comic book guy's doppelganger, as he puts it. Uh, he's apparently getting to the bottom of why none of the factoids that he knew about The Simpsons gelled with the other factoids. It's all very boring. Seems like something that could be left to an 11-year-old, but hey, that's my brother for you. Instead, we have got a really special treat this week. Not only do we have a guest, but in these parts first, we have a guest host, and he comes from nowhere else than the McNally clan itself, Co-host, would you like to do the honors of introducing yourself? Well, more so than the McNally clan am I coming from. I'm also kind of coming from the McNally household. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know it's me. It's Skip Margolis. I am Vince and Elliot's stepfather. And, you know, I've, uh, I've been listening to the show for a while. I've been in the kids' lives for, you know, a little under two years. And watching them grow together on this program has been a lot of fun. And now to, you know, experience it firsthand, I just can't wait. Hey, Skip, it's great to have you. You know, I've always been a big supporter of yours. Listeners who don't know, our mother, Marta McNally, she now, uh, has she taken your name, Skip? Um, she has not, no. Uh, I offered to take hers, but she didn't want to, quote, taint it. Well, <laughs> well Skip, uh... I'll, I'll save the marital issues for another cast. There is, uh, actually, Vince, one, one last thing I, 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 I have to clear up. Not to say that I came on the show under false pretense, but there is a little bit of an issue with your mother and the show, specifically the finances uh, surrounding the show. Oh, Skip, uh, if you're going to hit me up for more RC car money, just ask, but no, what are you referring to? I'm actually, y- y- you boys spend a lot of money doing this show. Not not to say the means don't justify the ends, but we just haven't seen anything from it yet. And so I just, I'm kind of just tagging along to make sure that, you know, because my pockets aren't as deep as your father's were. And I just want to make sure that my investment is sound. Oh, Skip, there's nothing to worry about there. It's sweet of you to be worried. Uh, I know that Elliot and you don't always see eye to eye. Uh, there was the whole, you'll never be our dad Thanksgiving blow up. But uh, I've always been on your side. And if you want, you can leaf through some of our manuscripts. They're in the bathroom. Holidays are holidays. I'll head back and check those out. But before you do, you've got a show to host, Skip. Right, right, But right. it's so good to have you along. I always seen you as a as sort of a buddy figure. And you make, you make mom so happy. So uh, I can't wait to hear the perspective that you bring here to this Massachusetts town that maybe we should put on the map. I say, what better time than now? 
Does that, perfectly does that said. Good? Yes. No. You nailed it. Okay. Skip. And I I listened to you rehearse that earlier. And may I say? Can I run the other one? Oh please. I, you know, not, I usually don't. Elliot would say no, so I'm going to say yes. It just felt. I mean, it felt better visually in the mirror, and I know that doesn't matter in this medium, but I still. I just like to have options. I think it fits because we do record all of these episodes on camera, even though it's just the audio running. Go ahead and workshop a couple of uh, other throwovers, if you don't mind, Skip. All right, just set me up one more time with putting it on the map. I think, Skip, we should put this town on the map. You know what I say? Throw it on in there. Skip, I gotta tell you, I think, I actually think, I don't know if you're looking for criticism, but I think the other one was a little better. Sure. <clears throat> Just do it. Okay. So, wait, no, and now see, now I've stepped on your toes. Why don't we go one more? Hey, why don't you ad-lib this one? Mm, uh, you know what I say. Throw it in. I can't improvise. I'm taking a class right now. And <laughs> No, you're right. That was irresponsible of me. You know, Elliot and I have had, had years to work out the delicate balance of host and host, so that was that was irresponsible of me, Skip. I shouldn't have put you on the no, spot. No, but it, it's fine. I, I didn't I didn't mean to derail the show. I just wanted to say I'm 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 here and I'm ready and let's do this. I'm s I'm nervous. Skip now. Why don't you do the honors of handing a pin to our guest, who is visibly uncomfortable at this point. We've got a town to put on the map. Interestingly, this town uh, is of very deep historical importance to the state of Massachusetts, which is already a very historic state. Uh, and we have none other than someone from the Revere family, another famous American family right here in our RV. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir, and then put this town on the map. Hey, how's it going, fellas? My name's Minty. <laughs> Hello, Minty. Hello, Minty. Minty Revere. Uh, I, I assume. I don't actually know my real name. Minty's a nickname. I don't remember my real one. I know I'm part of the Revere family, so I guess Revere is my last name. You were you were told you were part of the Revere family? Yeah, but I, I have six brothers, and they thought that it would be really funny to not tell me my, my real name. What happened was uh, in college, I went to a frat party, and they didn't have any booze there, so I fucking chugged 48 bottles of scope. It was a dental fraternity. And uh, <laughs> Naturally. the good news is that... I don't remember the next two to six weeks of my life, nor my name or anything about my family. Uh, the bad news is that I was diagnosed by those same dental grads uh, with perpetually fresh breath syndrome. So it seems like a pretty good thing that I have fresh breath all, all the time, but it's actually pretty bad for my job. Oh, yeah. PFB is a nightmare in the workplace. Anybody knows that. Well, especially mine. I'm, I'm actually a taste tester at the local glue factory. Wow, they don't make them like this anywhere else spoken like true royalty minty revere glue taster mm -hmm. we'll i'm sure unpack that a bit later on but why don't you kick things off by sticking a pin in in your town of revere massachusetts yeah i'd love to guys uh so here's the pin uh i would like to clarify it is revere massachusetts named after doug revere not paul revere yes minty why don't you leave that to the hosts we're going to get to it in just a second. Are you the host? Is this guy the host? Uh, Skip, do you usually wear a shirt with Vince's face on it? Not always, but you know, it was clean and I knew we were doing this, so I figured why not. I wish you would have instant messaged me. I would have wore the shirt you sent us for Christmas with your face on it. You know, I don't want to pressure somebody. You know, a gift like that is kind of awkward. Wear it if you want to wear it. My feelings won't be hurt if it stays in the closet. Vince, I just, I want to apologize for my rocky start. I'm very nervous. I'm new to this. I like road trips and I like NPR, so I figured I'd be good at hosting a show, but you know, maybe it's not going to come so naturally. So I'm, what I'm going to do is just sort of view this show through the lens of a father, which is kind of my natural role. And it's 
seems like this Minty's life is, you know, not too far from falling apart. And if I can help in any way, I'd like to make my time here worth something. What the fuck is that supposed to mean, bro? <laughs> Minty, please. Uh... Minty, please. It came from a place of love. I'm, I'm already worried. Minty, I don't think you need to worry about him. His heart is definitely in the right place. You've done a fine job sticking the pin in Lincoln, Nebraska. But for now, let's move right along and talk about this town. Because, you know, when we say a town is steeped in history... Us McNallys, we don't we don't say that lightly. Neither do us Margolises. And neither do the Margolises, which are a proud people in their own way, cobblers for centuries, and now you work at a lady footlocker, isn't that right, Skip? Well, you know, it's not really work. You sell like lady <laughs> shoes or something? Come on. It's 2017. Minty, that's not it is called this is Lady Footlocker. This is what I'm Foot talking Locker. about, Minty. Hey man, I got nothing I got no problem with that, okay? I saw Moonlight, you know, I know what's up, it's fine. I'm not sure I know what that means, but hey, and it should be said, Skip, you don't just work at Lady Footlocker, you're an assistant manager there. And that carries a lot of responsibilities. I think you're well prepared for your job as co-host. And let let's give it a spin. In our Put It On The Map segment, when we talk about the town, Minty, Doug Revere, you know, Paul Revere is the maybe the better known Revere sibling. He said, one if by land, two if by sea. He alerted Americans, or what would become Americans, that the British were coming. Yeah, he didn't say that. You're going to shut your goddamn mouth about that, okay? He didn't say one if by land, two if by sea. My great, 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 great grandfather. Doug Revia said one if by land, two if by sea. Because he made the fucking lanterns that were in the steeple that warned everybody. So are you calling Paul Revere a thief? I'm not calling him a thief, I'm just calling him an asshole. Defensive though it may have been, uh, Minty, you bring up a very interesting point. Uh, your uh, ancestry is that of Doug Revere, Paul Revere's mm-hmm. brother, who, who was a very famous lantern craftsman in, mm-hmm. in this city, exactly. after which it is named. So are you saying that the much-loved, ascribed saying, one if by land, two if by sea, is actually apocryphal when when ascribed to Paul. It was your great-great-great-great-great-great-granddad, Doug Mm -hmm. Revere, who said it. Yeah, I don't know what apocryphal means, but if it means that Paul Revere is a fucking asshole, then that's true. Oh, Minty, that is... Minty, uh, I will will intercede here and say this is a family program, so... Yeah, well, I I don't know about your program, but if your podcast doesn't have one of those explicit stickers on iTunes, you're going to want to go ahead and slap one of those on for this episode, okay? Because it's going to be a wild ride. Now, Minty, are you from Revere by way of Newark? Newark? Vince, who the fuck is this guy? No, I don't know anyone in Newark. Now, Minty, that's my stepfather you're talking about. So please address him either by name or with the jovial sir. Okay, if I need a pair of lady shoes, I'll talk to you, Skip. That's out of, that's out of line, Minty. Um, Vince, I wonder if we should get into our first segment here about Revere, Massachusetts. Hey, Skip, I think we should. And also, great segue. Good job. Thank Actually, you. good job. Can I take a little more of an NPR stab at it? Do we have time? Oh, shit. Yeah, Skip. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't, yeah, workshop it. 75 miles east of Boston lies a little town that even at night is always lit up as bright as the daytime. It's called Revere, Massachusetts. Ugh, didn't close well, but... Kind of ran out of steam on that one. You know, I thought that was, there was really something to that, Skip. Uh, well done. All right, well, now that we've got the momentum built, why don't we go ahead and jump right into our first segment, which is Local Legends. Now, listeners, Local Legends is our chance to unpack the lore of a city that we're staying in to learn about the famous people that made it what it was sometimes that's someone who's still alive today sometimes it's a historical figure today let's talk about the man the myth the legend himself 
from which the town is named, Doug Revere. Now, Minty, mm-hmm. you must know a lot about Doug and, and his descendants. Why don't you just start with a firsthand account of what you've learned through the years? Yes, and maybe how you've used all that information into your career choices and life choices and relationship choices. My, my career choices. Holy shit. Um, okay, so I, as I said, I'm a taste test at the local glue factory. can't really taste anything besides mint. So it doesn't really work. But my the purpose of my job is to taste the glue to make sure it has the correct amount of horse pots in sure, it. Sure, of course. There yes. was a, a huge rivalry between my family, the Doug Revere descendants, and our cousins, the Paul Revere descendants. Because of this, we hate horses. My family, my father actually, in a, about 1982, bought the local glue factory. Uh, they were doing all this environmental bullshit. No one cares about it. And so he decided to use horses in glue once again. To, to bring glue back to its glory, okay? So we decided to use the horses and the glue and kill them in the most inhumane way as possible, just to prove a point. So, you know, we'll chainsaw the heads off, you know, we'll put them in a, in a meat grinder. Yay! Whoa, uh, Minty, I'm going to intercede again and ask that you don't describe the murders of the horses quite so graphically. Well, actually, the, the worst one is the least graphic. We just turn on reruns of New Girl. And then they actually kill themselves. To our fans who might be sensitive to animal cruelty and to those who might be a fan of Zoe Deschanel, I apologize for Minty's remarks. They're not necessarily indicative of that, or myself or Skip. I, I don't want to besmirch the name of the local glue factory. They're great people. I'm the only one on my side of the family that works there. The, the rest of my other six brothers, there's uh, Maki, Davy, Johnny, Bobby, Brian, and Joey, they all work uh, for Revere Lanterns. So I'm the only one, for some reason, my, my father thought that I should work at the glue factory instead of the family business. May I intercede? Yeah, what's good? Thanks for the word, Vince. You may intercede, Skip. So just to be clear, your five brothers... Six brothers. Six brothers. Your six brothers all work for your cousin's descendants' company. No, they work They work for Doug Revere's okay. company. The Lantis. Okay. Paul Revere's descendants are my cousins and they're assholes and they, you know, they're off riding like dressage or some shit. I don't know what they do. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. I was about to teach you a lesson, but I, you know, I was in the wrong. No, trust me. Lesson, lesson learned. I don't know what the lesson is yet, but you know, they seem to be doing pretty well over at the local lantern shop. Well, tell us about that, Minty. I'm sure they allow you to at least tour the facility occasionally. Oh, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. what, did, did, is your family still involved in lanterns and have there been any more sort of lanterns focused historical events in in more recent days that have jumped to the forefront of American zeitgeist. We are trying to put the lantern back on the map. With the advent of, you know, like electricity and and such, the lantern has has not been doing so well. We also, aside from hating horses, we hate everything related to Paul Revere. Paul Revere was a silversmith, and uh, because he stole our legacy of warning people the British were coming, we also hate making lanterns out of silver or metal so we usually just use like painted horse skin or aluminum or tin now is there a compound that your family lives on outside of any sort of city jurisdiction that allows you to get away with these atrocities towards horses uh, no i mean you can do pretty much whatever you want like the, the greater boston area how mm-hmm. interesting i'm not convinced that's true minty but it, it's the pretense my family has been operating on for a number of years so just trust me on this one Uh, But the rivalry really starts all the way back with Paul and Doug Revere, because Doug made those one-if-by-land, two-if-by-sea lanterns that 
Paul used. Yeah, I yeah, I was under that same understanding. Then where did this this famous line come in, and why did Paul get all the credit? So basically, what happened is Doug said, "Okay, I'm gonna ha- I made these awesome lanterns, they're, they're wicked sweet, and I'm gonna hang one if the British are coming by land, and two if they come by sea, and then everyone in town will know that." Paul said, "Hey, here's a better idea." Let's just keep this between you and me, and I'll ride around on a fucking horse and tell everybody about it. And so, originally, you know, Doug didn't think this was a great idea. Why would you have someone literally screaming at the top of his lungs uh, that the British were coming when they could just, very in plain sight, look up and see the, the whole lantern thing that they had laid down? Well, you know, it's funny, Minty. I was just, I actually listened to an episode of Fresh Air the other day, and she was talking to Edward Norton. That was a lovely interview, Skip. Edward Norton... <laughs> brought up a great point where um you know everybody would run around after american history x came out and they would just grab <laughs> they would grab him and shake him and they'd be like you were a revelation every word you said was beautiful and you know i wouldn't change anything in this movie and he's like don't you get it i didn't write these parts uh the writer wrote that i forget his name but the writer wrote those and and you know he should get a lot of the credit and i it feels like this is kind of doug versus paul you know like paul is the actor he went around <laughs> saying all these lines. Paul is Edward Norton. Well, actually, originally, Doug was going to be sort of a, I guess you could call it a co-actor. Originally, Doug and Paul were going to run through town mm-hmm. and say, hey, the British are coming, the British are coming. But two men on the same horse back in the day, they would have been shot on sight. We all know that. That, and there wasn't a horse in the picture. Doug was just going to take two coconuts and hit them together. That, that's actually where Monty Python got that idea. The original Doug and Paul Revere story. You so don't say that. really does sound unlikely. No, but. it's true. And Paul said, hey, actually, I, I think I'll be okay with this one. How about you go up and man the lanterns? I, I, and Doug said, hey, I, my nephew Steven's got it. It's fine. And, and Paul said, you know, I'd really prefer you go up and, and do the whole lantern thing. And then on the night, on, on that faithful night, he looks down and Paul is riding a horse who he would later find out he named Doug, Doug the Horse, uh, and just stole Doug's job right off from under him. And that's why also we hate horses and brutally murder them to make glue and other things today. That adds up. Yeah, I mean, when you put it like that, Minty, it really starts to make sense. Um, What a a saga. Real Hatfields versus McCoys. I don't know who those people are, but... Minty, you've done us a great service by diving into the history of this very historic town built on a very Mm -hmm. historic relationship. And I feel like we're already learning a lot about this place. Maybe it's time to answer a couple more pointed questions. Skip, what do you think about that? Yeah, on our uh, next segment, Wouldn't You Like to Know, Vince and I and maybe even Minty are going to ask some questions that we were, I'm sorry, were Vince, were these sent in? or Yes, they, they send them in. They write to us. Yeah. All right, awesome. That's, uh, so our community has sent us these lovely questions, and, <clears throat> and we're going to, do we like it down here? My voice, do we like it down here or up here? This is the worst segue I've ever heard in my entire life. Hey, Minty. It's okay that please. I'm feeling all this out on air, right? Like, we can edit this? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, actually. We only have so much videotape to record this on, so. Okay, well, I'll keep it up. Perfect. That means it's time for Wouldn't You Like to Know? All right. Um, Where you get to write in. Sorry. We've got three questions, and Gip's got the first question for us. I do. Alrighty. So we want it up here. And the first question is, there's all this talk about one if by sea, two if by land. Were there any other notable phrases said by the Revere Cousins on that fateful night? That's a great question. Who's that come from, Skip? That comes from Willie J. 
East Revere, Massachusetts. East Revere. Wow. East Revere barely didn't make it on our list of places to visit. Uh, Minty, what do you have to say to to this man from East Revere? And, and I just flipped the postcard over here. Sorry. A uh, quick shout out to the Fighting Demons, the East Revere Fighting Demons. Oh God, I hate those guys. <laughs> what sport are they playing on the on that postcard, Skip? Um, it just looks like a swashbuckling man riding a skeleton horse. No real sports involved. Oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> Charismatic mascot, if ever there was one, huh? Undeniably. It's one of those things where where, uh, East Revere started a dressage team, and then we had to start one, and we hate horses, so... Uh, we we always lose to them, and they think it's it's so great. But you know they're just riding horses around and horse dancing. Really, it's not as majestic as people think. To our dressage fans in the audience, again, not the views of our of guest. The show. Yeah, exactly. Um, Minty, any other famous phrases from your family's history? Yeah, well, actually, a lot of people don't know that one if by land, two if by sea wasn't the complete phrase. You know, a lot of times famous phrases like this in quotes get truncated. Oh, I love these sort of things, sort of like curiosity killed the cat, but discovery brought it back, etc. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was one if by land, two if by sea, three if by air, which was unexpected, and then four if uh, by underground. And they were operating on the pretense that maybe there was some like zombie British people on the ground that were going to come up and kill everyone. Oh, I've seen you're reading this off a note, and then you've actually unfolded. There seems to be at least four more numbers. If you wish, <laughs> go ahead and continue. Yeah. So where was I? Four. If if by underground. Four if by underground. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So five was just if uh, if by land again. If you could believe it. So they would know that either one or five meant by land. Mm, right. Very, okay, that makes sense. Very beautiful yeah. and circular writing. Um, sure. This makes me think of how there are like four verses in Amazing Grace. I didn't think that at all, Skip. <laughs> uh, it kind of freaked me out here. All right, okay. well. I'm just going to scooch away from you and towards Vince a little bit for the, the next three numbers. Please explore so. the space of our RV, of my RV. <laughs> Let's go with our RV for now, Skip. All right, well. So, fi- so five was by land again. That's right. Six was uh, by next door. And that was just if maybe there was a, like a, Brit- a British spy that people should look out for. Oh, so, okay. I love the Americans. And mind you, this was going to be, you were supposed to look up and you would see it by this point, six lanterns if it was by, yeah, like sort of a, <laughs> an American style <laughs> ruse that the British were, were trying to figure out there. Would they be just kind of barrel of monkey down then or would they be in some sort of design? No, it was a very uh, wide steeple. So these were just going to be horizontally all laid out. Okay, mm. I'll cross the steeple. I get it. Yeah. And by this point, you know, you'd think that it would just completely blow everyone's cover because the, all, any British who were coming would see that there were seven lanterns up in a steeple and think, okay, this is kind of fishy. Maybe we should turn around, uh, you know. To, <laughs> well, right. what did seven lanterns mean, though? Maybe. It, 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 means, it means you're getting found very quickly. I'm no master of reconnaissance, yeah. but seven lanterns is cons- not conspicuous. Seven lanterns is just like, oh, shit, guys, we're, we're done here. You know, you guys win. That was the surrender yeah. lantern. Oh, I see. Save I see. yourself the, the work and just put up a white flag they're essentially the same thing <laughs> well you know anything when you have seven lanterns around is just completely combustible so if you even were to hang a white flag it would just light on fire immediately it's well i guess it's we're glad that they didn't they didn't do any of those because we only ended up with the i believe the 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 importance of the seven lanterns is the inspiration of the quote seven lanterns is as good as none I, i've never heard that quote once in my entire life skip skip that's a fa- that's a fascinating quote we were talking about quotes oh no, yeah you're right where'd you hear that one please do not tell me this is a Terry Gross quote. No, it couldn't have been. No. <laughs> it's too droll. Uh, no, I think it was... I don't remember who it was attributed to. I just like it. 
I don't apologize for that. Anyways, Vince, do you have another question? Minty, stop it with the icy stairs. I'm sorry. I have icy stairs and icy fresh breath. That's just what I'm I'm really trying here. I know I'm clumsy and new, but I'm giving it a shot and I'm being bold. I'm in my early 50s and I'm here. That's enough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, Skip. Skip, hey, don't listen. Don't listen to him. You're doing great. Pick out of your mouth. You look like a mafioso. (laughs) Slick back hair. You're gross. You look like a nerdy Ken Bone. All right. There's not much you, you can't do on the show, but don't, don't, devolve into scraps with our guests it please will likely please. not happen again minty i have the next question for us and that comes from scooter in louisiana texas oh great which i guess is the name of a town in louisiana texas the town's in texas this is very confusing already man i wish we could get some people writing in for more normal sounding towns but that's out of our control scooter writes hey meatheads how's the weather up there it's pretty. I don't. It's pretty good, right? It's it's nice. Balmy. It's, spring is it's, here. Spring it's is a little sprung. combative. I'm from the greater Boston area, and even I think that's combative. I would never write that on a letter to someone. Scooter goes on to say, "Is it because Skip has a receding hairline? Is that what what Scooter is getting?" At? I thought we were putting the claws down. Skip, don't listen to him. The Rogaine is really working, and my mom agrees. All right. Well, now that's everybody that knows. I'll continue. Scooter has written more. Scooter goes on to say. And I'm I'm not, I'm not going to read it in accent, so I'll just read it as written. Not that any of ya knuckleheads could have been to a movie, but I love films, and films is spelt with a Z. Okay. He continues to say, even though Revere, Massachusetts is a horseshit town, it did at least come up with one glistening nugget of corn at some point. That is Deliverance, a movie about a town. Somehow it was still good. Uh, Minty, I don't think Deliverance, if he's referring to the 1970s thriller, was was filmed here. Um, but maybe uh, you've got some insight as to why you might be confused. And also, Scooter, my Criterion Collection would like to have a word with you. That was the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Skip. Uh, so first of all, Scooter... Uh, just we are a horse shit town, but that's only because our cousins let their horses shit all over our town. Okay, <laughs> just want to address that right up front. Second, Deliverance was neither shot nor set here, but we get that a lot if you could believe it, Vince and Skip. I honestly, I can't believe it, but explain. So, uh, as legend goes, Ned Beatty was uh, a method actor. He liked to be in character all the time, and for the famous Deliverance. Famous deliverance rape scene uh, on the mm. canoe. He wanted to be surprised, so they flew my family down to hang one if by land and two if by sea for the director, so he would know, and then give the signal to the other actor to drag Ned Beatty off to the woods. What a fun anecdote, Skip. Maybe you wanna, maybe you wanna dissect this one. I really would love to. And um, spoiler alert: the it was one lantern, by the way, Minty. There's charm in you. It's in there somewhere, but it's just, you're so, you're incredibly abrasive. Jeez, do you, do you kiss your son with that mouth? Minty, I'll have you refrain, if you will, from making insinuations. Stepson, I'm sorry. I'm trying to stepfather my way out of this, and I'm trying to help you, and you're really making it difficult. Because I know you care, I just don't think you think it's cool to care, and it can be. Bro, you're not my dad. I haven't talked to my dad in 15 years, okay? Oh, I could have told you that. Sorry, I was over the line. Skip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's the one who got me the job at the glue factory, so I have to be grateful to him. Well, Skip, I'm not sure that your sulking is really translating to the audio format. Uh, we're going to throw it over to Minty. Minty, 
we gave you a question to read as well. So if you don't mind uh, yes. hitting us with that one. Yeah, so this one is from Margaret. That sounds familiar. Did she put you up to this? Uh, it says Margaret from Revere by the Sea, Massachusetts. Is Revere by the Sea a, like a yet another type of Revere, the city that is around here? Yeah, it's where all my Paul Revere descended cousins live. Is this some kind of joke or something? No, I promise you, we we have a sorting and selection method for these letters that is a bit of mysticism, even to us. So why don't you just go ahead and... No, I was just about to say that these letters were, were mulled over and sifted through. No, they were picked carefully. I should I should hope they are, because Marjorie's a real bitch. Uh, hey, so. <laughs> Minty, the family program, please. He says, hey, how come you guys in Revia suck so bad? Come on, you got a shock jock bingo card over there? <laughs> I do, I do. It was written on a bingo card. Well, you're one away, sir. Now, Margaret, um, I don't know, you know if you've ever been, but... I'm here in Revere, Massachusetts, and I don't think it sucks. Yeah, so the the whole story behind this is there's Revere, which is where I live, where, where we are right now, uh, and there's Revere by the sea. And so all Paul Revere's descendants decided to move there because, of course, it was two if by sea, and they think the sea is better than the one if by I land. See. Seafood I, snobs I and it. what have you, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly, Skip. See, now we're, now we're on the same page. Now, who's in East Revere, then? East Revere the people that no one wants to talk to. You know, they they were actually the uh, the zombie conspirists, the people that thought that the British were going to come up from underground. That was the the fourth land. Uh, now, Minty, I see you're unfolding a card that has multiple Revere towns on it, and you're only halfway through. So, what are the other Revere towns that are surrounding this town? Well, there's East Revere, as we said. There's Revere by the Sea. There's Revere, which is the same thing, but instead of Doug Revere, it means to like hold someone to uh deference you know? oh i see like to revere yeah like to honor something i get it so it's like a semantic I get different town <laughs> they're all literary it's, scholars over there it's very total i get it yes there's reverie yes there's reverie there's uh those are all the french guys you know the in the french are notorious for being totally <laughs> pussies so oh, yeah. vince vince and i drove through revereville on our way here yeah uh, don't get me started on revereville do you know anything about revereville yeah they they are the part of my family that just wants everyone to get along you know they like horses they like glue they like lanterns and basically the, the moral of the story is nobody likes them most of massachusetts seems like one family Mo- most of us are related yes truly vaunted history vince uh, uh unlike you and vince most of us are related Vinty, un- that's uncalled for i consider skip to be you know as close as any blood relative thank you and and vince i i consider you uh, a true son. Well, I'm getting kind of choked up over here. I, I wish I hadn't punched my dad in the face 15 years ago. For the viewers at home, Minty is not getting <laughs> choked up. He is. He has put one hand on, to his own to his own throat and started. But it seems sarcastic, if you know what I, I mean. I thought I could get one tear out, but it was just it's too hard. <laughs> Thanks for your effort and um, for committing to it. Even though, again, our listeners cannot see what you're doing, so they wouldn't know if you're crying or not. But they can hear the words that you're saying. And speaking of words. Like that segue, Vince, better? Yeah, no, it was really good until you addressed the fact that you had done the segue. Well, we're editing all that out, I think. No, again, I'll, I'll reiterate that this is live. This is we're, we're doing it all the way through. Right, live, right, live, right. Okay, well, speaking of Dude, the word... I've never been on a podcast before, and I could host this show better than you. Minty. <laughs> Bill Burr's already got a podcast, so... <laughs> Touche, touche. The next segment that uh, Vince and I are going to take you through will address the dialects and local lexicons of the people of Revere, Massachusetts, and it's called Say What? Vince, take it away. 
I did it again. Oh, shoot, live, live, live. Yeah, no, it was it was perfect, right? So I'll just go. I'll just go. Um, yeah, say what? As you said, local lexicon. So every town has its own sort of um, phrases and, and sometimes even, uh, you know, unique words that you might not understand if you're an outsider. So we do this segment so you'll know what to say and how to say it. Minty, yes. what sort of things uh, can you only hear in Revere, Massachusetts? Uh, well, I got to warn you guys, because we're in the greater Massachusetts, Boston area, a lot of these local lexiconical phrases are insults. Sure, obviously. Expected, you know, we, we got a couple around here. Have you heard, uh, you guys have been here for a week, um, anybody called a St. Pauli girl? The woman at the gas station called me one of those. Uh, that's probably not a good start then. What's it? What does it mean, Minty, a St. Pauli girl? Well, it goes back to Paul Revere. Um, after the whole one if by land, two if by sea, Battle of Lexington Concord, all that stuff, he thought that he was... Like a fucking deity, okay, walking on water. And so Doug started calling him, oh, St. Paul. And unfortunately, he thought that that was good. That sounds good, though. I mean, to be fair, it does sound good. But so he added girl on the end of it. And so that was meant to be bad. Now, Minty, uh, I know it's a different time, but that doesn't sound very nice. Women run the world, Minty. And if you don't believe that, you're falling behind. Yeah, a future female, I know, I know. Just talk to my eight sisters. In addition to your six brothers, you got eight sisters? Age-wise, where do you fit in? And Youngest of 15? I'm right in the middle. And so that's why everyone thinks it's funny that I don't remember my name. And I actually, they changed my my social security card, my license to say Minty, so I can't even figure out my, what my real name is. They think it's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's not funny at all. Hey, can you name your sisters for us, though? Yes. There's Debbie, Bobby, Susie, Marty, Sarah, Lizzie, Steffi, uh, and then there's another, you want, there's you're another, one. There's another no, one short. missing I never one, remember Minty. her name, actually. I don't really care. She's going to hate me for this, but I don't remember her name. <laughs> that's all right. I, I want to say I'm... Abby, but I know that's not right. Um, Age-wise, where did those all go? Where did they all line up? How old <laughs> all are they? Yeah, well, the, sure. the, oldest, one, <laughs> the oldest one's 50. Uh, the youngest one is... Uh, and that's that's the one I can't remember. I think it's Abby. I know it's not Abby, but I, she's like eight months old. <laughs> oh. She's eight, eight months old? Yeah, wow. Let's just say we've had a few skip my goals in our family, okay? <laughs> Well, then your family's lucky, <laughs> sir, to have Skip Margolis in it. And let can I say, Skip, hey, it's been great taking this ride with you so far. It's been great to be here. You know, it's it's fun to see what you boys do in your spare time. You got uh, you got some good hobbies. It's nice to know that you're not off doing coke. If you want some, I can tell I can tell you all the great places. You go to Revere. Minty, Minty, <laughs> Minty, you knew I wasn't fishing for that. It just you know I, I made some mistakes when I was in my twenties, and when I heard that you boys went on a road trip all the time, spending money and doing God knows what, I got worried. But you know this is all above board, and I'm sorry I was. As judgy. a point of clarification, Skip, you kind of you know what we're doing because we have a weekly show that comes out every single week that you purportedly listen to. So, Well, the Wi-Fi is always so weird, and, you know, I mostly listen in the car. And yeah, it's, like, really tough to find good Wi-Fi in Manhattan. You've never listened to one episode of these parts. Oh, oh, that's what it's... Oh, these parts is what it's called. <laughs> yes, I knew that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, no, I just, you know, I it always slips by, but I know that there are... I do now. I'll listen now. I'll listen to this one. That's, that's for sure. great. I hope you listen to it. I hope you listen to me right now while I'm telling you these sayings. And, you know, I'm, I'm busting your balls, Skip, but it has been great for you guys the past week uh, here. Parking your car in Harvard Yard. That's another saying for you right there. Uh, I, I call my my front lawn Harvard Yard. All the yards are called Harvard here. Isn't that right? That's true. Any yard you park in is called Harvard Yard. Uh, and it's all, coincidentally, it's also what I call doing it with a chick. Parking oh, boy. Harvard Yard is her, you know. <laughs> Vagina. Oh, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Minty, 
crass ways of speaking about the act of lovemaking, that's yeah. really, you know, that's really low budget. We don't, we try to avoid that here on these parts. Oh, come on. That's the best part of it. Have you guys ever heard of a Massachusetts oyster? Mincy, I'm going to, I'm going to have to insist that you stop right there. What about a Boston bobblehead? If I may be so bold, you're <laughs> no. being a bit of a mass hole. Okay. <laughs> I know what that one. Have you, have you ever heard of a Revere rim job at least? Whoa, Minty. That's where we'll stop. Here, here. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain Vince, to you. I'm thinking we should maybe run into our uh, next segment and stop this guy from, you know, taking us even filthier down the hole. I agree. We once had a, a woman who described making a bronze cast of her own asshole, and this is Actually, beginning to go over to, that. Uh, a Massachusetts oyster. See what that is, if I can just cut right No, in. we'll move uh, on. It's empty. Skip. This is when you're, like, hooking up with the no, chick. No, no. Skip. <laughs> no. Skip. Not, why don't we? I'm not. I'm not addressing it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Why don't we throw it over to a, a certain rapid fire fast facts segment we have? Absolutely. So thank all it is is when you're hooking up with the chick and she reaches down. No. And they, your balls actually you pull them out and they actually horse testicles that you you got <laughs> earlier that day, presumably at a butcher shop. And what I'm trying to say is we eat horses here. All right. There you go. You got one. Are you happy? Very happy. I think I think any visitors will be very pleased if they know that one. Oh, I, I have to disagree. It's not my show, so I didn't think it was my place to answer. Thank you for handling that one. <laughs> Thank you, Skip. Why don't you handle our next segment? Yes, we're moving on into Did You Know, where we're going to hit you with some fast facts about all things Revere Mass. How was that? Yeah, it was good, Skip, until you asked how it was. Oh, live. We don't usually ask about the segues when we make them okay why don't you run it from the top and we'll then we'll, we'll then we won't do that part that you did before okay so now we're going into did you know where we have some fast facts about all things revere mass vince take it away that was perfect i actually am tearing up a little bit right now i think it's because you've dipped into that bottle of revere reserve glue that you brought as a gift to us that's what we call revere beer actually are you using it like chewing tobacco why are you tucking it into your lip yeah like you just that? stick it back here see and then oh, you, just, God, you call it pocket you just pocket and have it yard back oh. there oh gosh um yeah my stepfather and friend was right when he said we're into did you know we have time for five rapid fire trivia facts and i've got the first one for you did you know that famous Hollywood duo Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are huge fans of Revere, Massachusetts. Did you know? No, wait. That the worst. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Skip. Um, I you know you wouldn't have known this because uh, you don't you don't listen to the program. Uh, but we usually let our guests react to the Did You Know and give us a little context that surrounds it. I was only mid reaction. I apologize. No, that's all right. We've heard that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are huge fans of Revere, Massachusetts, and unfortunately, they really like Revere by the Sea. But uh, they uh, Revere by the Sea has a statue of Paul Revere riding Doug the Horse, and on that plaque, it says, how do you like them apples? Oh, because the horse and the apples. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of a slight, don't you think, at Revere, because all of my cousins will come here and chuck apples at us. They think that's funny. And then we go and chainsaw our horses <laughs> Head off and make some glue. <laughs> Seems like a proportionate response. Um, Skip, you have you have the next did you know for us. I'm worried that he's playing a blackout round with that bingo card. There's no way he doesn't have <laughs> one yet. Did you know that the worst Boston Red Sox player of all time, Trent Coleman, was from Revere, Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. Trent Ooh. Coleman. Mm-hmm. I used to work with that guy at the glue factory. No way. Humble mm-hmm. beginnings for Trent. He was a pitcher, and he threw what they called a sticky ball. 
people just wanted to think that it was because he spent all his days at the glue factory, but it was uh, not that, let's just say. Oh, God. Minty. <laughs> let's just say he, he pocked his con a little too many Hobbit yachts. Okay. I'm not even certain what that's supposed to mean in this context, but why don't we move along and Minty, I shudder at the thought, but why don't you hit us with a fast fact about Revere Massachusetts? Yeah, sure. Here's a fun one for you. Uh, did you know that there are no ponytails allowed in Revere, Massachusetts? Oh, it's like a weird law. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like. Um, uh, is this have something to do with the, the your brutal treatment of any equine creature? Yeah, uh, we hate horses. Um, we also hate that Paul Revere wore one of those like little pouted wig, fruity ponytail things. You know, don't say fruity, minty. <laughs> what? What's wrong? You know, I've been cringing a little bit. Skip. I wasn't going to say anything, but you're, you're balding and you have a ponytail. But I appreciate the fact that you took it out while you've been in town for the past week. Skip again. Again, pouting does not translate to audio. So why don't you verbalize verbalize your feelings? I feel like the listeners are intrigued by the introspection of the hosts before they speak. Am I? Yeah, everyone's on the edge of their seat waiting for you to talk, Skip. Well, I mean, I would hope so. I would hope they would come to a show wishing to be entertained. Skip, this isn't here on Earth, okay? This is these parts. So if we could... Okay, well, move it along. Yeah, just urgency. This is the rapid-fire trivia section of the show. So we got to be on your toes. This isn't a wait, wait, don't tell me, okay? Snip, snap, got it. Got it, got it. Moving along. Vince, number four. Yeah, did you guys know, you know, in in uh, to be on the same Red Sox kick in Boston at Fenway Park, they have the Green Monster, which is a really big wall. Mm-hmm. Here in Revere, they have the Green Lobster, which is a really big lobster that they've painted green. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Mm. Um, that was actually the, uh, I didn't finish my lantern run before. That was the eighth lantern. <laughs> that was if... The British weren't coming, but it was a giant green lobster coming to kill everyone. Sorry, Boston, but that sounds like competition. You should be lucky it wasn't a giant green lobster, and that was, it was the British, and they should be thanking my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, Doug Revere, that he didn't have to put that seminal eighth lantern up in the steeple, warning everyone of a giant man-eating lobster coming out of the ocean to kill all those colonials. And I shudder at what you mean by seminal. You should. You should. Very well said, Skip. Um... On that note, maybe you have our, our final did you know fact for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that the the listeners understand this one. Seems like it might be a bit after my time. Did you know that the main character in the TV show Doug was named after Doug Revere? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Quail Man, yes. Uh, I need more allowance. Uh, I love that show as a kid. Is this true, Minty? Yeah, people really were, were proud of the fact that this cartoon character was named after Doug Revere. Uh, and to celebrate every year, even though Doug hasn't been on the air for a long time, we eat uh, horse chops. Yeah, I'm good. Um, maybe this is a naive question, but what does eating the chops of a horse have to do with the favorite Nickelodeon cartoon, Doug? Originally, it was just a misunderstanding. You know, we, someone thought that his dog was named Horse Chop. And, and, <laughs> I see. and people thought I that see. that was, you know, kind of a funny riff on it. Um, but really... My family here is is kind of like if we were uh, Native Americans and not the people that killed all of them, our buffalo would be the horse. We use every part of the horse, whether it's for glue, whether for eating, whether to use its nuts to trick some girl. (laughs) Okay. Can we not revisit that? (laughs) The point is we use every part of the horse, and so we're very happy that... He's three numbers away, Vince. He's got to fit it in. (laughs) Don't run with fit it in, Minty, whatever you do. Okay, Okay. Um, It's been a heck of an episode... And uh, for sure, we'll never be able to publish this one. But just in case something slips past the censors, why don't we go ahead and kick it over to our last segment, Skip? Oh, thank you for the honors. 
finally, tonight, listeners, lovers, friends, we close with a little segment called Wish You Were Here. An audio postcard. Uh, that's all that I have here, Vince. Okay, we're not in like fucking Lake Wobegon. Okay? My inspirations are my inspirations, Minty. Sorry, I've never watched Entourage. <laughs> hey, Jeremy Piven is not as. We could extol the virtues of Piven another day, fellas. But why don't we? Why don't we do as Skip so rightfully said and move over? I'm all out of whack. Uh, this is our audio postcard. It goes a little something like this. Now, Skip, you haven't listened to the show, so how this works? I'll say a part, and then and then you'll be saying the next part. So just get ready, okay? I'm ready. Dear listeners, wish you were here in Revere, Massachusetts, a town named after a famous Revere in American history, but not the one you might expect. A town where baseball talent is not known to grow. A town where you can still find lanterns, and if you find a horse, hide it somewhere very safe. A town where people are fierce... Loud and personable. A town where you can find history on every corner, including the corner that sports a 750-foot-long green lobster. A town that is up and coming. Paul Revere's a fucking loser. Farewell from these parts to yours. Hey, listeners. Hope you enjoyed our extra special episode in Revere, Massachusetts. And I hope you join us for another special episode, though I won't be along... We will be in New Nagano, Hawaii. It's a town settled as an attempt at Japanese expansion during the Second World War. It hasn't quite taken on, and now it's inhabited by American university students who seek a taste of Japanese culture right here in America. It's going to be great. Don't miss it.